consistent self-improvement, everybody. You are now listening to American Gypsy Podcast. I am your host, Classic, and I'm here with my co-host. Gypsy, and today we have Sarah Strong. She is a light worker, starseed coach, and divine feminine activation coach. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. And Go ahead. Um, well, I guess I wanted to uh, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the starseed and what that means. Because I sure, do want to sure. ask you about that. You know, like where you're from and, you know, where you are now, things like that, and how you got to where you are now. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm originally from Australia. I was born in a very small country town called Geraldton on the west coast of Australia. For those of you who don't know, it's near Perth. Um, if you, not many people know that town. But I, I, I love talking about that because I am a country girl at heart and um, those, those, those values were instilled in me as a child that we just accepted everyone for who they were. I, um, I had, we had a mixed school. We had Aboriginals in our school. We had all sorts of like, it was a very small school. So um, I was a bit of a wild child already <laughs> at like age six. Um, so, uh, you know, I navigated that as best as I, as I could with a very, like a, I was born to a very, into a very Christian family and I had all these gifts still, you know, I was, um, psychic, a medium channel, telepathic and empathic as a child, I was born with those gifts. So it was, it was difficult navigating that life at that age with those things, having no idea why I had them, how, to navigate them, um, when not to say things. (laughs) That was probably my biggest challenge is like, I used to get shushed a lot by my mom because I was very outspoken. Uh, But yeah, it was a great place uh, to grow up. We would talk to people because they were human. You know, in life, you you drive past someone at like, even at the lights, you'd have your window open, you'd be like, yeah, hi, how are you? You know, like it was just that really beautiful energy of, togetherness yeah i can relate you know, i'm that, from, I'm from um, oxford mississippi yeah. so it's a similar energy when it comes to yeah the countryside Small and then just town. saying hello to everybody you know and having that energy yeah yeah nice and i revisited where i was born as an adult and did a bit of traveling into the like southern regions of western australia which is like really country and as an adult like having like just driving around these little towns um, and people receiving you the same way, you know. So to know that there's sections of the world that have not changed from those beautiful grounded values of just human kindness is just—it's just a great, you know, confirmation that the human race isn't as screwed up yeah. <laughs> as it feels in some other areas, you know, like you know, London and New York, like some of the big cities. I, as an adult, I moved to London when I was 24. And I lived there for 13 years. So very different culturally. I learned a huge amount of things like just from being in other cultures and it's a very multicultural society. So you just kind of, I don't know, it can be very jading. It's very intense energy there. Um, a lot of 11 million people in a really small um, town or city. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was like those kinds of things did expand me, but they also exposed me to things that I had never seen, which was 
kind of confronting as well, but a beautiful, amazing experience. I got to travel throughout Europe and lots of lots of fun adventures. Went to Egypt and lots of like African travel and island travel and just traveling all over the world from from a London base, which was just amazing. Yeah, I don't. I want to go a little bit kind of off topic, not too much off topic, but as a country girl in Australia, I love animals. What are the the animals? that are involved in the country girl's life in Australia. <laughs> so we that are not poisonous. No, I'm just playing. Well, most of them are. Right. So it's that part. It's really funny because we we become very fearless, you know, because I mean yeah. I've seen yeah. a brown snake. I've seen a snake curled up in like the the wheel of a car. You know, we saw redback spiders that they can kill and they can kill children and adults. We, but you just get educated about about them. But um, yeah, we found a, a baby kangaroo like jumping down the road that we took back to our house. You know, we did <laughs> that. That was really rare, though. Like, I mean, people are like, "Oh, it's a kangaroo's jumping around everywhere." Or like, no. <laughs> but uh, it is awesome. Like the the nature there is really special. So I got blessed living in, it was the hills. We were in Perth when we grew up, but we were in the hills. So there was lots of horses and we we were just exposed to a lot of, we just had a lot of autonomy, you know, like we could just leave and we were free range kids. You know, mum probably wouldn't know where we are like most of the time, but we were always safe because it was that still Perth is a very small town mentality as well, which is really safe and, and really fun. So yeah, lots of, lots of animals. I'm probably lucky to be here with the animals that could have killed me, <laughs> but, um, but we get educated and yeah. we become fearless, totally fearless to, to their, to their danger. To the natural habitat of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Cause every yeah. time I hear about it, it's like, yeah. I think about the crabs, like the migration of the crabs. I don't know why from the Nature Channel that's that's in my head there. Mm -hmm. You've Mm -hmm. experienced that there to see like. I've seen, I don't think I've seen the, that, the migration of them, but there I've been in areas where, you know, like big rocky areas where there's lots of crabs and, you know, we're catching them and the boys are doing stupid things like pulling off the legs and (laughs) yeah, lots of fun stuff. We did a lot of, we had a lot of adventures as kids. Yeah, we did too in the woods. And like I said, I can um, relate to, they quite not, they don't, the parents don't know exactly where you are, but they just know they're in the woods, so they're safe. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. For us, it was, we were in the bush running around. I don't know how we didn't get lost. We just had these like inner compasses that would like help us to know where our parents were, you know, having picnics and stuff. But yeah, it was completely, you know, we could have got killed by all sorts of different animals, but our parents are like, yeah, yeah, just go. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, fuck off, please. <laughs> yeah. To, um, I guess to, to, I don't mean to get sidetracked. I guess we can go back yeah, to, okay. um, where you, how you, um, your trans transition, transition America, from, I guess. What, yeah, yeah. At least from Australia, you say you went to Europe and then to America. Yeah, so okay. from London, I was traveling and I visited Miami many times. And I was just like, I came and I had some friends here. I would stay with them and I traveled back and forth. And I, I really loved Miami as a city. And I visited New, New York uh, once or twice. And 
then I ended up going back to Australia after a Miami trip. I went back in 2015 for a couple of years and I got offered an awesome role in Miami and then I went to I went to work at that role and you know from at the beginning of 2020 I decided that that was no longer part of my path and decided to train as an intuitive life coach and use all the gifts that I'd had all my life uh, to channel and to help other people, you know, align with themselves. And so that's where, so a year in, I I started getting some business coaching uh, as well as personal coaching. I have a a coach that does both, which is truly a blessing and amazing. And I created these two pillars of my business, which is Starseed Coaching, which serves the community of souls who are here to be lightworkers and here to raise the vibration of the planet and then also have quite tumultuous upbringings. They choose that from a soul level and they identify from being from uh, within our solar system but from the stars. So we have Pleiadians, Arcturians, Syrians, all the different star constellations. Actually, I've got them I've got them tattooed on my, I've got the Pleiades and like a whole list of them, um, wow. Orion and Sirius. I've got them tattooed on my back. Um, I've lived in all of those star systems in past lives. So I came to serve that community. They find it very difficult to adjust to being in body. People who, if you don't know you're a star seed, that uh, there's telltale signs like having a really, hard upbringing like so maybe you have rocky relationships with your parents you felt like you never fit in you're also maybe psychic empathic or a medium you could have those extra sensory gifts mm-hmm. and and then also just a, like a general disposition of feeling like you don't belong here because you come with a different vibration than earth but that is divinely inspired so that you can help change the vibration here so if you came with the same vibration of earth it's difficult to have that effect so that's what the starseed coaching is all about is holding space i do starseed activation workshops also deep dives into that energy where people get activated and aligned more deeply with the soul gifts that they came here to embody to serve the communities and the tribes that they came here to serve so I know that, that that word is kind of elusive to some people. So I like to give a bit of a description about that. And then the other pillar of my business is the uh, uh, awakening the divine feminine activation. And that is for women, obviously. Uh, men do have divine feminine and masculine within. We, us as women, we also have both. And that is about the alignment with... The, there's the, there's very deep bliss energy connected inside the divine feminine and there's been an imbalance of that energy for millennia on this planet and so there's there is an arising of the divine feminine at the moment in the collective consciousness and for the benefit of all beings in that there's a balance that's happening so when people get awakened into that energy things that that people can experience are a a deeper feeling of stillness a a knowingness that they are exactly where they're supposed to be feeling anchored into their own divinity and just feeling more at ease 
connected to those energies and balancing them, they, there's less worry about the future. There's just a, like a general heart opening, which can allow you to feel deeper self-love and deeper love in relationships. There's all sorts of awesome, you know, um, byproducts from like really aligning with that energy. So I do those in workshops and I also like five week deep dives and two month deep dives with groups of women as well. So it's, I mean, I feel blessed that I have got, I've been chosen to do this and, and that's part of my, my soul's work. So can you, yeah. When did Thanks you for just, asking that question. It's really beautiful. Okay. I'm I was going to ask when, um, when did you discover you were a star seed or is that something you knew right off the bat? Yeah. So thank you. That's a beautiful question. So recently, most recently, was in June of 2020 that I was in a coaching session with my coach and the messages came that I have this group of guides that were all from other star systems and that they gave me, they gave me downloads and they actually activated all of my past lives. I got a, a remembrance of all the past lives I've ever lived. And I just felt like, like all of this energy was like activating inside of me and then I also like, I didn't physically like consciously know this, but as a, as a kid, we had a big backyard and we'd take this huge mattress out. And literally I feel like most nights we'd be my best friend and I laying out, just looking at the stars. And I always had this longing in my heart to be home, to go home, to be in back in the stars. So I, I do like in, <clears throat> in hindsight, in, kind of reflection I I felt a deep deep connection to the stars ever since I was a kid but the actual knowingness was very recent for me it was a um an awakening that I needed to have so that you know I could hold space for those here that they really want to be in service but sometimes they can be suffering from all sorts of you know like um, lupus and fibromyalgia like just not being very discombobulated in the body can um, manifest in all those sorts of illnesses so those those beings it's like they need their spiritual awakening to release the energy um, and help them feel more adjusted here as well so I wanted to ask could you educate uh, my listeners and us on the star systems the different star systems Sure, absolutely. So um, most commonly on Earth are Pleiadians. So they have the biggest population and the greatest. So there's there's called there's a body called the Galactic Federation of Light, and yeah. and they kind of authorize different races to have an effect on Earth. And the Pleiadians have are are like highly authorized to help us to send messages through channels. You know, there's been um, Dolores Cannon is one of them who's who's channeled a lot of a lot of wisdom onto the Earth plane, and there's many. I mean, Teal Swan is another one. There's many, many, many beings out there who channel information and wisdom from different star systems. I'm not saying that they're just the Pleiadians, but the Pleiadians channel through, and they have a huge effect on Earth. Arcturians are less um, common, but there's many Arcturians here. There's Andromedians, Syrians beings from the star system Orion, which is many. So that in there includes Hadarian and Mintakin are both uh, beings who are from those places that would be in Orion. Orion is like a gateway um, to the outer ga galaxies. 
Then there's Lyrans, Lemurians, and uh, Atlanteans, so people from Atlantis. There's Hathors. There's so many. Uh, so the Hathors relate very deeply to the Egyptian ancient wisdom. And then they all represent, so if, if your listeners are curious to go and find out more, you can go and write Arcturian starseed traits or any of the other words that, or the starseed um, words that I've used, sorry, the, the, the description. And you can find that a lot on YouTube. You can also find out uh, a lot from different articles. And on my Facebook page, which is Sarah Strong, I have got lots of different articles and things. You've got to scroll a little, not recently. I'll, I'll make a note to do some more recent ones or more recent posts. But it's just really beautiful when you start to read about their traits, you can start to find out what traits you relate to and what traits, sorry, I'm burp to clear energy. It's not, I just did eat dinner, but <laughs> I am actually just clearing energy. It's not um, from my dinner. Okay. But so, so in your collective, in your audience, so this is important for them. This is really important that they do this research. That like the, the clearance of the book is like from the collective who has got to listen to this. It is a very important topic for them to research and find out where you're from. If you've always had an affinity to a certain star, so say it's Sirius, that is that star is really close to Orion and it's really close to the Taurus system and the Pleiades. So you might want to check all like the Hadarians, the Mintakans, the um, also Arcturians and Pleiadians and check all their traits and see which ones align with how you feel. And it can give you, it can give them a deeper understanding of who they are and why they're here. So that at a, at a, at a base level, everyone just wants to know who they are and why they're here. (laughs) So if that, if that can help them, um, you know, it's important that they kind of deep dive deeper uh, than what we can just talk about today. That's a good tip because I, I've heard about some of these, uh, but I haven't really like looked into the traits, like you said, and try to identify, um, mm-hmm. you know, where I might be from. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's very empowering to go and do your own research. And I just got guidance to um, to mention that obviously I do this work with people. I I also do one on one work with people if if they want to go deeper for themselves alone. Uh, and being in control of their own discovery and transformational journey. I do work with people one-on-one, single sessions, and then group sessions and, sorry, um, three-month journeys and six-month journeys. If people really desire to find out, like on a deeper level, and to really do that that transformational work, it's, it's really amazing. I'd like to ask, um, could you inform us maybe on, or if you know anything on about some of the like energetic changes that may have taken place with the last lunar moon or lunar yeah. eclipse? Yeah. Oh, the lunar eclipse. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> I don't know so much about that. Okay. Um, it's not part of what, what I, I kind of don't go into more the specifics. My brother said he uh, cut his hair because of the moon. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, oh. of the, or the, since the eclipse. Yeah. So, uh-huh. Did he shave it? 
I don't know if it was quite. He has long hair; it's longer than uh-huh. mine. So, he, but I don't know if he's quite shaving or if he just, you know, cut it a little shorter, like uh-huh. to this length. But yeah. Okay, so they, I'm getting some downloads about eclipse energy in general and about what it can reveal for people. So it's like it's it, there's an there's obviously there's all energetic shifts and. So eclipse energy, this is um, news to me as well, but it's, it's channeling through to, to be delivered to your listeners, which is um, exciting. So it's about uncovering. So it, you can uncover parts of yourself that may have been eclipsed. It's interesting because it's the opposite of what the eclipse looks like in the sky. It's actually an uncovering of energies inside of you because it's a very powerful alignment that happens in, with eclipses. So... Um, but the, the guidance is just saying that if you do feel like there's an emergence of a new you that wants to come through a new, maybe it's a, it's a being that is part of you and it is you, it's just new. And it, it may want to disconnect from old patterning and it may want to disconnect from things that like, like maybe negative thought patterns, uh, old behavioral patterns that, don't serve you so maybe addictions like letting go of addiction energy or changing how you live in a way so maybe if you you know watch a lot of tv and a lot of in like moving away like so your soul can have a bit more of connection to maybe nature in like encouraging the bliss in your life to flow because what happens when you have the same behavior all over and over again there's parts of you that just start to shut down Mm -hmm. and the whole world is in an awakening process at at the moment and at an individual level you really they really need to take responsibility for your own transformation so they want me to give you an example in that changing one small thing if you can't do every day that's totally cool but if you changed one thing and did that one thing for even just a week So maybe you ate a banana for breakfast every single day and you've always done that. When you stop doing that and maybe even as simple as eating an orange instead of a banana, that is a a change and that can help you usher in transformation. If you can do one thing per day, (laughs) so maybe you you wear the same deodorant or maybe you do the makeup, you make up the same or maybe you always go running on Monday mornings and then you have the training regime exactly the same. It's been the same way forever. If you can change an aspect of every single thing that you're doing on a daily basis, not every single thing, but one thing that you're doing on a daily basis, what that helps you do is just, it, it's, it's very, it's safe. It's a safe way to usher in transformation in, in a way that it doesn't discombobulate the ego. You, it's, it's handleable. So eating an orange over eating a banana, like who can do that? Literally anyone, you know, you could change the color of your eyeliner. You could change the color in knickers, like whatever it is. It's like random things. Like literally I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience from listening to my own guidance. They had me change all of my exercises. They had me change all of these things. And then I emerged as a different person. I emerged with new thought patterns, more expansive, more at peace, more at ease with life, just generally flowing easier because I challenged myself. And then I like, I had perfectionistic 
bullshit ways that would try and anchor. And what my guidance would tell me is like, okay, silly things. Like when I buy something and take the label off, they would say, just leave half the label on. Just do it later. And I'm not a do it later kind of person, but they're like, do it later. And like, let me ease, like ease into that. Like it's not perfect, (laughs) you know? So it's like challenging your internal world to be just a tiny bit different every day. What that can help is usher major transformation because you're just like working with yourself where you're at. That's the most important thing is to not overstimulate the nervous system, not to discombobulate the ego, but allow yourself to gently and gradually make these small shifts and changes. Then, you know, you can, you can create spiritual awakening that way. You can create all sorts of very deep and like uh, changes that will last because what you don't want to do is change everything and then give up because that's you're never going to get anywhere in that way you're never going to expand so it's making the small changes that um you know you're comfortable with and you you can feel good about it yeah i, I definitely felt that uh, a changing energy um we got a chance to attend a weightlifting competition last week and even before then there's been a a, a different energy of you know starting something that's more of getting, like you said, getting a little bit of, of guilt. I can't say, you know, it's more of, I guess, you know, that becoming that new person that you want to be and getting rid of the guilt that you haven't become that person to a certain degree and taking that, that energy from it. So I kind of, I've definitely noticed the, the change in, in that energy. Mm-hmm, exactly. And so what I thought you were going to ask me and what I would really love to answer is the changes that are like happening globally. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask that next actually, because oh, you really? mentioned Dolores Cannon and I'm a big fan of Dolores Cannon. Yeah. Oh, um, so yeah. Can you talk about the big shift that is, um, that is happening? Yes. I would love to. So, oh, they kind of want me to go back a bit in, sure. in the history of, of humanity, of where, why earth is the, the way it is and its trajectory and then shifting that trajectory. So humanity, humans aren't human, like literally there's nothing human about a human. They, most beings, they say 99.99% of humans have come from the stars. So in the beginning of earth's creation, earth was a, a, a planet of play, of enjoyment, of bliss, of coming into body to experience the senses and to have fun. That was it. There was no working, making money, struggle. Oh my God, I got to struggle to eat, to to live. This did not exist. It didn't exist. So this wasn't the vision for humanity. The vision was that you get to come here and play and enjoy and expand and ascend and live. And then if you want to come back into the game, you, you, you know that you're going to come back in with, with soul amnesia so that you can learn the lessons, learn a different set of lessons. So that's kind of the structure that they wanted Earth to be at, which was like millennia ago, right? So what happened is they were the, um, the star beings who were benevolent, no? Yes, malevolent beings. They wanted everyone to succeed and ascend and, 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 and play here. 
And then there was, Earth got um, kind of taken over by the malevolent other star beings, the greys. I mean, you've heard of these names, you know, yes. the, the beings that <clears throat> they saw how much energy was here. And they did take away, so we used to have um, 12 strands of DNA. They took 10 away to harvest. So have you heard the saying that the matrix is a, is a documentary? Yeah. <laughs> so basically the matrix is a documentary. They, they harvested humans for their own end and the greed came in, then struggle came into the human existence. And then, you know, things went to shit as yes. we know humanity was not meant to be in the place it was in January 2020 and the trajectory of hum of the humankind that would have kept going had the I call it the great pause because it really was divinely planned and inspired and was planned by the galactics that if we didn't want to do a war that would be too um you know destructive to the psyche just a pause where everyone got to look at themselves everyone got to stay home it is one of the most beautiful things that humanity has ever experienced. Mm -hmm. And it caused Mother Earth to get a full rejuvenation of her lungs, of her air, you know, with no airplanes fl flying. So she got a huge, oh my God, I'm getting, so, I'm getting chills. So Mother Earth got a, got a full shift in her energy field. And we are just part of Mother Earth. So if Mother Earth shifted, Every single being here shifted. Now, that has been created so that we could, like, trigger the ascension process of we've actually been trying to get to this place for a long, long, long time. In Earth years, thousands of years, literally thousands of years. So what happened over March, April, May 2020 uh, is that <laughs> my partner's walking my dogs outside. <laughs> Um, is we got the like energetic impetus to start the age of Aquarius, to start the ascension process for all beings. And so that's why there's so many spiritual awakenings happening. It's why a lot of people passed away from what they, they actually chose to pass away. They left in service to earth so that the energy here can get lighter so that we can have more clarified, more focused energy to create new earth. So that whole process when, you know, obviously humanity is humanity. So yeah. people got angry, they bought the program, they decided to put poison in their body. I know this is political, but I'm allowed to talk about this now. Like yes. at the very beginning of lockdown, I was not authorized to talk about any of this, but now that it's all over, I'm allowed to say, I knew this, I've known this from like the beginning of my life, that this was going to happen, that there would be a split in humanity, that there would be a complete like breakdown of um, human, what, the, what do they want to call it? Just of any kind of respect to humanity like what, what they did is is sick and it's just a game, you know, like yeah. it, this is all an illusion anyway. So to, I mean, I'll get quite passionate about this, but, you know, to to direct it more on on the light, light side is that it was all divinely inspired. 
And the result of it is, yes, the whole world is waking up. There is mass spiritual awakening happening. There is more channels coming forward, channeling even more wisdom through onto the earth plane. And all the galactics are shining. Like scientists have actually tested how much more light is coming into Earth's atmosphere. It is literally measurable. They've been measuring like where is all this light coming from? And that's all the galactics, you know, shining light onto Earth so that we actually physically have more light in our bodies, which is creating a higher vibration. And then so when you have a higher vibration, you can have higher thoughts. And when you have higher thoughts, you can create a, a more loving, unconditional loving environment for people to live in. And then people gen like will genuinely start treating each other like a brother or a sister, which is more fat than, you know, we're all unified in the energy. We are just brothers and sisters here of the human family. So that's like, that was the, the shift that happened um, two years ago in 2020, which was, which was planned. <laughs> it was planned by the, the galactics because we just needed to set humanity on the right path again. Yeah. If you look at our YouTube channel, you'll see us biking through LA in like May of 2020. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was really cheap to travel as well. I did lots of traveling. I went everywhere. I'm like, Hey, the planes are empty. <laughs> the flights for 150 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely oh, been a, a lot different experience for, for us than a lot of others as well. Yeah. And during that time, like um, we even just spoke about it a little bit on the our previous podcast recording, it was it was quite scary to see L.A. like that, to see the change, you know, and to live in this moment to see it. You know, we've, we've been here for a while and to just completely see the city just come to a complete stop. And there's nothing, you know, no one is going anywhere and it's you know it was you know uh, uh, quite the change it was quite the experience and we did a lot of self-reflecting as well and even just like we said on that and here we are we have american gypsy podcast <laughs> wow yes. you created it during the pandemic time? yeah, during, uh, uh, yeah. and it's it's interesting when I when it first happened when they first uh, locked down the cities and they said it was going to be two weeks and everything. It's weird, like the spiritual community. They've been talking about a shift, and then this like global thing happens, and so I just like was going to everyone that channels and just trying to see different perspectives, basically, and seeing what the messages were coming in, basically. And I had the same mindset. I'm sorry. I had the same mindset with there's no traffic, so the air must be as clean as it's ever been, you know? <laughs> so let's get out here in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it, it was special. Very. If you weren't, if you didn't buy into the fear, which mm -hmm. there was a lot of fear around yeah. it. That, yeah. And know, I'm grateful we did. And, but it was the most beautiful thing that, yes could happen to humanity at that point in in its history yeah if you needed some time to kind of look into yourself and self-reflect mm -hmm. that was it mm -hmm. you may not get mm -hmm. that same moment we're not sure you know you have to take it yourself but mm -hmm. for the world to stop yeah, yeah. it's 
Earlier, you mentioned something about uh, past life, uh, like you, I guess, downloaded all your past life. Uh, So can you tell us uh, a little bit about that process and Mm -hmm. some of your past lives? Mm -hmm, Sure. So in March 2020, I started doing um, my training to become a life coach that I do now. And that same coach does group and one-on-one coaching journey. So I'd, I'd started the coaching, a one-on-one coaching journey with Morgan and we were doing a session and for whatever reason, my, my galactic guides came through and they, they started activating me to the, with their, their wisdom, the knowingness that they've been traveling with me my whole life, actually all my lifetimes, <laughs> you know? So what happened was, they just gave me, it's like, do you know about the Akashic Records? So it was yeah. basically mm-hmm. connecting with my entire Akashic Record. Mm-hmm. So every single life, just like I felt like it just layered inside of me, all of the energy of thousands of lifetimes. Um, so that that was happening. And then my, my, my coach was just like, what's happening? Tell me what's happening. And, and I said, oh, it just feels like every single life I've ever lived is coming back into my consciousness now. And she's like, yeah, that's what's happening. And so <laughs> I can now have access to, if I need to tune into, I, obviously in the human brain, as we know it, it doesn't have a finite capacity at all. It's a holographic model, basically. It can, it, it, it can contain so much information. But all of that information of all those lifetimes, I can't, like, think about all the time. But if I need to access one specific one to relate to a situation or a client or one of the workshops, that, that information channels through. So if you look at my website, I've got uh, a channel. I do makeup. I channel. And actually for... Um, for people doing workshops, I do most of my workshops online, but I do do some in person. And I've created this one that I will do your, I'll channel your makeup of your own starseed origins, and then I'll give you a channel reading about that lifetime. <laughs> so, um, and if you look at my website, I've done that for myself a lot, just on different um, on, on different like online events. I would channel my own starseed makeup. And then I know that it's from Lyra or it's from Sirius or Orion. I know that these different energies that come through, I know which star system they connect to. So in each of these lifetimes, so Pleiadian, for instance, they actually all of them are psychic, telepathic, empathic mediums and channels. Like literally there is no separation for them. They know that they are unified as a, as a race they, they're, if you, there's a book called Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh and in book three, which I just read, I'm nearly finished reading that one. I read it today about highly evolved beings that okay. if, if people want a deeper ex- explanation of this, I highly recommend reading those books. They are absolutely mind expanding and life changing. And they talk about these highly evolved beings and their characteristics and that there's no war and they believe that their energy, they know that their energy is completely unified with each other's. So if they've got someone, some, something that someone needs, they give it to them because they know that they have an infinite source of anything that they require. And then, you know, so there's no war, there's no, 
there's no hunger, you don't, it's just a completely different model of how we live here. So in those other um, lifetimes, I traveled to all those different places to tune my skills and my gifts so that I could come to earth and share them and help people activate their own gifts. So yeah, I, I, they call me a galactic traveler. They call me galactic mutt <laughs> because <laughs> I've lived in so many different star systems that, um, you know, just a mixture. <laughs> yeah. Just, just because I wanted to, attune myself so highly to the gifts that I could be so skillful as a soul that I could carry those gifts into body. And I mean, that takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It takes a long time. It takes a lot of traveling. It takes a lot of coming into earth plane and into body to understand how it works, how I could um, bring those gifts in like from a soul level consciously to this lifetime and, yeah, but it, it, anyone can do it. Literally, everyone on this, everyone on this planet right now has the ability to be activated and to have a spiritual awakening. It is a choice, and you can absolutely choose to seek. If you ask, it's like the Bible: "Ask and you shall receive," because it literally spirit cannot intervene in your life unless you ask. So, Pretty it's well. really simple. Say it again. So free will. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's that. There's that. There's free will. Exactly. That's amazing. I always hear everyone can channel, but um, are there things that you do that makes it easier um, to channel or be more receptive? Oh yeah. So um, brilliant question. Um, so meditation. Mm. Meditation is the single most powerful thing to keep your channel clear, to have it aligned with source and to download literally anything from the other side and also to stay connected with your guides, to like be, be boundaried, be healthy in your boundaried um, state so that you're not getting, as empaths, it's, you know, you can get bombarded with lots of different energies. Yeah. But um, I... I have a, a little, like, well, I've been meditating since 2001. So, oh, that's 21 years. I didn't, I always say 20 years, but um, it's another year has passed. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. And I, I've just been watching some comedy today that these comedians are talking about ADD and ADHD. And if, if you could see me as a kid, I was the, the craziest child you could possibly imagine. I was climbing trees, falling out of trees. I couldn't keep my mouth shut. Like literally I was a crazy ass child. And for me, I, I, I craved meditation. I really did. And my mom was Christian. So she kind of cock blocked me from meditating and doing yoga or martial arts because they're all just from a different um, religious standpoint, if you like, or because they were spiritual and not religious. Mm. But um, I started my meditation journey in 2001. I started with 10 minutes a day. I did some in a group, some by myself, but I literally have meditated. I can count on one hand how many days I've missed of meditating in 21 years and literally what i hear about people from people sorry about meditation is i can't do it 
I've tried. I'm like, well, how long did you try for? And they were, oh, you know, once or twice, a couple of couple of weeks. And then I've got my story is I literally felt like I was trying for 12 years. <laughs> literally. I didn't think I was doing anything. I was trying for 12 years. And then I started to go on lots of retreats with with friends a lot of osho retreats a lot of sitting with masters i went to india for two months and nepal and sat at the feet of enlightened masters and went into ashrams and you know sat in meditation listened to a lot of discourses from from masters and rinpoches and lamas and not that that did a great deal but like because i was still crazy you know i was still i haven't even talked about my my drug and alcohol journey, but I was still doing a bunch of drugs and drinking a bunch of alcohol and, you know, doing things that, you know, aren't necessarily in alignment with the highly spiritual life, but I was trying, like I was still trying to do it. But when I, when I got sober and like the first year in, I started doing these retreats and there was a lot of dynamic meditation and then a lot of like dynamic and then still, and I really got touched very deeply by um, by Osho. I had a I had a spirit. I had a deep internal spiritual awakening. I didn't tell anyone <laughs> that I was with. I was like, oh, I can't tell anyone this. And so that started to really deepen my meditation practice by meditating in groups, doing different forms, um, committing to. I mean, at that point, I think I was sitting for like an hour a day in in meditation. Then that dropped back to 30 minutes. And now, like, I, can't, I call it sleep a tape. I wake up in the morning and <laughs> lay in bed and keep my eyes closed. But I focus on my third eye and, and you know, I stay in that energy and, and, you know, probably meditate way less than I ever have. But even, even in that, my guides were like, just give it a break. <laughs> they were like, just chill out. <laughs> but, um. I highly recommend just starting at least with five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, and just, it's called a practice. So whatever resonates, if you need to do it silent, do it silent. If you like guided, do guided. And I actually run a meditation group every Tuesday, 4 p.m. in Phoenix time. And um, I take a topic, I do a channel for everyone, then we sit in meditation for about 10 minutes. So anyone would like to join us on that i have like a little subscription model and you can come and just try one out see if you like it but it really is like meditating in groups is just super fun way more fun than meditating alone i don't think i've tried the group meditation I tried oh, really? Only after yoga. yoga. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah after yoga you yeah, did a few bad. minutes <laughs> but yeah, I use, I try to keep a regular practice, but you know I fall off here and there. But yeah. I, it's one of those things I always challenge myself to keep a regular schedule, even yeah. if it's five, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. It's really important for that just connection to the divine, that little break from the ego. Yeah. What's your opinion on crystals? <sighs> I love crystals. Oh my God. Do you want to see already? I've got like these guys, Labradorite. This is um, Citrine. These, these, these guys just sit right here. And then I've got, I've got Labradorite more. I love Labradorite. This is my favorite stone. So I don't have an opinion. I have a relationship. (laughs) 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 Likewise. (laughs) They're my babies. 
celestial this connects to like the heavenly realms and the truth um the uh, throat chakra yeah no i love crystals i i i really i have i surround myself with them okay they're very special and they and they support us you know this is a geode here i've got topaz and like um Lorimar, which is like really connected to the ocean. Are you familiar so, with, yeah. with barite? Barite. Say what? Barite crystal. Barite. Oh, really? Oh, I don't know about that. B a r i t e or b a r y t e, and I think in Europe they oh. spell it, or overseas they spell it with the y, and here they spell it with. A I. What's that one on the closer to the celestite family? Um, it's uh this is what we have here you can't really see it um it's, it's really hard spar. to see but it's yeah. um if, i don't know if you mm, wow that looks cool this one it's was gold look, look like a plant to me so i made it into a pot here i'll show you <laughs> uh -huh. and for our oh, listeners you can check out the is youtube that, coral? that looks like coral Carl's beautiful. So it's all barite, actually. These are oh, the little barite. pieces. Uh -huh. And um, I use that as, like, you know, the soil, soil I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> Amazing. I've never seen it. I'm going to Google it after but this. Yeah, it's actually one of the... So I looked into um, crystals and a few years ago and got into rock hounding, which is basically amateur mining you go around looking for crystals and so wow. the, these are the first ones we came across like our first try at finding um crystals we found a lot of barite and i realized actually i went to the place um a year before that not knowing anything about crystals or anything and felt like some changes happened after i went to that place and then realized when I did a year later try to look for crystals, the place came up. And when I looked into the metaphysical properties of barite, it kind of coincided with, you know, I just felt assistance and just, um, just connection with my higher self. It's just it helped. It's Amazing. a journey. If you have like some kind of journey or you need to connect to to your guides and um yep. it, it's some things that it helps with but yeah. there's other kinds of barite because i've heard of the blue barite you get in morocco um someone uses it to help people with addiction um they have some yeah. in Peru and as like well. the white ones are more for the crown chakra i think the brown okay. ones are more for the root chakra um mm -hmm. but yeah it, it's amethyst is also really good for addiction as well okay okay yeah. yeah but before That's we get beautiful. ready oh go ahead, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go on. no no you what, you what were you gonna say i was just gonna say uh, to gypsy it's a beautiful realization when you learn what you didn't know but you felt the effect already yeah, yeah. that's i mean that's the power of crystals so right. you can go and yeah. you can feel the effects and then you go and, and you don't know why and then you leave and you learn more and you come back and like oh this is why look at all this magic that's everywhere you know so yeah. yeah it's really precious yeah i was just gonna say before we get ready to close out could you um share your information with our listeners and viewers so they know where to you know find you and everything 
Sure, I'd love to. So my website is sarahjstrong.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-S-T-R-O-N-G.com. And there I have many pages. You can learn, uh, you can listen to other podcasts. I have a podcast page. I have a book list page. So any of the books that I mentioned today, um, the, the, the titles and the authors are on that page. And then I have an offerings page there as well that um, your listeners could um, log on to the meditation group or any of the, the one-on-one or group sessions they can just purchase through my website. And my Instagram is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H underscore T-H-E underscore strong, S-T-R-O-N-G. So come and say hi. I'd love to connect with you all. And if you've got any further questions or you want to, on a call or say hi i'd love to hear from you all and we really really appreciate you and your time and the, all of the information you've shared with us today is very very guides. educational <laughs> yes and your guides as well yes and well thank you so much classic and and gypsy i appreciate being here and your wisdom and your questions and your inquisitive natures are like it's so beautiful to to just have that flow on a, on a podcast so thank you both as well we appreciate that um also if you're ever in los angeles feel free to let us know and come by and have an in-studio conversation with us yeah i would yeah. love to i would love to and we'd also love to have you you know uh, on the podcast again sometime in the future whether it's in person or yeah. you know another zoom meeting yes we'd love to have you sounds great that's great yes and for the listeners, um, you can find the podcast at americangypsy.com as well as all major platforms. And um, we have consistent self-improvement merch at luamli.com. And we'd like to thank our listeners, our viewers, our donators, our supporters, those that, you know, press like and share. We appreciate it. You can also check out some music under Classic, K-L-A-C-C-I-K-C-A-R-P-E-N-T-A. And that's some, you know, cello instrumentals, some electronic instrumentals, also some music with some vocals on it. Um, we really appreciate everyone. We appreciate the support. Consistent self-improvement and peace. peace.